Hey guys, I just want to make a quick note before we get started this week. Um, as always, when we record these at the location of uh, whether it's a restaurant or brewery or wherever we are, um, there's usually going to be some background noise. I think you'll hear a little bit of someone's uh, phone conversation um, in this one, as well as uh, just some other general background noise. But um, if you can get over that and you can get over the fi fact that my mic kept going in and out a little bit, um, I think this was a really great episode, a really fun one. So uh, I encourage you to still listen along, but don't get too mad at me um, about the sound quality. All right. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Because a lot of people see this area and they think it's just like a weekend tour thing, but there's so many people over here and it has so much to offer. And that's what, you know, we've always kind of gravitated toward is the people element of the service industry. You know, it's why it's a service industry and not just yeah. selling food. People, not just in the apartments, but people in the townhomes, these are our family. So we're looking out for them. We want to get, we want to want this to be a place where everybody feels safe and comfortable, but at the same time, they can have a good time. You are listening to Fort Worth Food Stories, brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. All right, welcome to Fort Worth Food Stories. I'm your host, James Cringe. We are presented this week and every week by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. Um, I'm joined today by Charles Nelson and David Herrera from Hurdy Gurdy. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for joining me today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Um, so we, we have to start with what everyone's going to want to talk about. They're going to read the, the title of this episode and they're going to think Hurdy Gurdy. Um, and, uh, you know, even just telling people that, that uh, this is where I'm coming today, they, they were, you know, asking, what is the name? What is the name? What is the name? So I thought of Donovan immediately. Um, I'm wondering what you pulled your inspirations from. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we were chatting about the name that was kind of something that was the hardest part for us is we had the idea, the concept, general idea of kind of food, drinks, uh, and that we wanted to be a community space. And we just kept throwing names out there. I mean, it'd be a call at 9 p.m., it'd be a call at 8 a.m., it'd be a text in the middle of the night. It's, what about this? And it never really felt like we wanted to say yes to that. Yeah. And, and then what ended up happening was one point of call was like, what about Hurdy Gurdy? And it was like, what even is that? And we really didn't know. Yeah, just, yeah. We knew it was a word. Uh, looked more into it. It was like, actually, you know, the instrument maybe played in a lot of community aspects, a lot of, you know, group environments. It's kind of exactly what we're trying to do. So it, we kind of said, yeah, we like the name. It's fun to say. And that goes right into the theme that we're trying to push for. So it is an instrument? It is, is yeah. yeah. Our logo is actually kind of a stylized version okay. of it. It's, it's actually a really cool instrument if you like weird yeah. old instruments. Yeah. It's a uh, hand cranked, which spins a wheel that almost acts like the, the bow of like a violin uh, and then you press buttons that fret the, the strings instead okay. of your fingers in the strings yeah um, and yeah it's a, a drone instrument just fun kind of weird and a lot of interesting stuff you can do with it yeah but it's also really fun to say and remember yeah we've had a few <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean it's it's fun to say and remember when you're sober too it's yeah, it's right? it's a great name it it brings a laugh like basically anytime you say it yeah. but it's very memorable yeah it's which just is one cool. of those things it's like everybody's asking what is it yeah <laughs> like, and, and it, it plays in our favor because people are like they're, they're questioning like what is this what is this place and it works yeah i mean you, it makes you want to come out and, and see what's actually here and um so that that you're just hearing is david uh, we heard from first charles just for anyone listening at home 
um, to, to know who's who. Uh, but Charles, you were saying uh, that you did want to build this community and this is like a community instrument. And um, I was reading that this name really is more than a name. It, it is kind of that community coming together. So um, let's start with you. You know, why, why was that community building so important to you and, and uh, wanting to build that community within this space? So I think a big part of it is the you know, relationships we've built uh, through the second tap while being here in the farmer's market. Uh, it's work, but this is kind of our second home. Yeah. Right. Um, we're looking up that our work is our second home uh, in a good way and not just in a, like, you have to go their way. Yeah. But all the people who live around here, everything that we've, we've seen, like, they've supported us. And even when, you know, COVID hit the first time, we didn't have to worry as much as a lot of other places did because of those relationships. They were here to support us. And a lot of what we've heard is they want a place to open later. They want a place that has food for dinner. Um, they want other things. And, a lot of it still they want a place to just be themselves and be with other people yeah. and so we want to give that back and it goes kind of with we're not where we are at least i'm not where i am without people helping me throughout my life and so you know just that same mentality of there's good people out there and hopefully we can help them and they'll help us and mm-hmm. we'll keep all growing forward together and david i know you talked about this a little bit before we started recording but uh, that community aspect's really important to you as well and, yeah, and kind of giving back and and why is that it's just, I think, in, for our success that we've had thus far, it goes back to just our roots and knowing where we come from and not forgetting the ones that have allowed us to take those steps to being in this position that we're at, which is which is great, but we don't forget that. Um, and it's just, it's one of those things, it's like where you just have, you, you can have an honest conversation with someone and then before you know it, that person could possibly be one of your, your best friends. Just yeah. based off of one little conversation could impact and change the direction of your life just the, like dr- dra- dramatically, um, or drastically, sorry. Uh, but this is but this community we've grown really close to, and like Charles said, we've, we've, we've heard everybody's what, what they're wanting and we want to give back to this area because a lot of people see this area and they think it's just like a weekend tour thing but there's so many people over here and it has so much to offer uh, and then also the people that are over here are great I've never met a bad person that lives over here they're they're, they're great people and there's so much to offer uh, being able to have a space this size with the, the way things are laid out it allows them to be comfortable allows them to come in and just be themselves relax and that, that's really what it comes down to, but really giving back to our community where people can come in, share those memories with one another, share those, you know, those new adventures that they're going to be pressing forward and doing. You know, we just hope to be a little spark or a little bit of an inspiration that allows people to take that next step and saying, like, like you said, we're not, we're, we're pretty young for, to do what we're doing and we just hope that we can spark that interest in other people to mm-hmm. just go after it. I mean, it's, there's no, by no means is it easy. Like it's, it's, so there's always bumps in the road, but at the same time, it, the, if you're passionate about what you do, the reward will always come tenfold. Like that's, that's, that's a, the best part about it is finding something that you're passionate about, but finding something that you can do every day and without even thinking that, oh, this is work. Yeah. It's not work at that point. If you love what you do, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Well, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. It's wise so, yeah. beyond your years. Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, giving back to our community, giving back to the people, and making this a place of tribute to the ones that have been, that crossed our paths in our lives to where we just, they've allowed, allowed us to be who we are. 
and that's just what we want to do here. So you talked about like roadblocks and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and obviously a huge roadblock of that is the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. Um, so and and you kind of alluded to this as well, Charles. But uh, what has it been like building this community? in the middle of a pandemic when you're built around getting people all here together and you can't even have a hundred percent capacity right now. Right. Um, it's definitely a, it's definitely a, I guess, yeah, a roadblock, but it's something that we always have to remember that this is, this too shall pass. Yeah. Um, and that's what we hope. Our space is quite big. Um, and we are spread out, you know, and then we have pretty big size patio the market people can walk around as well um, so I think it actually play, plays in our favor in our spot in the space that we're in it has been it has been um, a trial with the, with all the coronavirus but like I said we just want to be the light at the end of the tunnel where people know they can come here and it's safe to where everything is spread out we're taking the precautions that are needed um, we have a really big patio and also providing to the people who Still aren't feeling ready to come out, but there's you know 2,200 apartment units within you know walking distance, like very easily walking distance, um, and just having people get to go or you know, any deliveries um, that they're able to get another type of food, another kind of thing, and, and still feel connected to the area. Um, a lot of people I think like living in the farmers market or like visiting the farmers market, or living in Dallas, and providing another aspect of you know their ability to. Live. I like it because of these types of places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what kind of what, through coronavirus, that's it's all been about adapting. And I know that that's not something that's unique to us. Everyone's had to, um, but that's kind of what we've, we've looked at it. And that's where it's making sure people feel like they've been comfortable being around. Uh, we're taking our precautions. Uh, we do get the benefit of the large patio. Our spaces are still all spread out. Yeah. Um, and so just kind of being an area that we're not trying to you know, take advantage of everyone else being closed. and you know, putting 150% occupancy in here, <laughs> yeah. like a few places might be doing. Um, but really trying to, you know, we can't build a community if we put people at risk. Yeah, and, and we're obviously only a couple weeks into your community building as you've you've opened very recently. Have you seen a lot of people already flocking here for to-go orders and stuff like that? We do see an increase every, you know, week over week on to-go orders, on um, pickup orders. Uh, and then we start to see similar faces, you know, yeah. which is actually kind of a breath of fresh air. Um, since our, our, our other place is to go only mm-hmm. uh, since, since March, I guess. Since March. Uh, it's, it's different not seeing your regulars and getting a chat with them for a second. Right? Yeah. So it's kind of fun seeing a few people come in once, twice a week, sit down, have a meal, go home, um, and just see if they're, how they're doing. You know, yeah. Things yeah. going well in their life, they have some troubles, and, and that's what, you know, we've always kind of gravitated toward is the people element of the service industry. You know, it's why it's a service industry and not just yeah selling food because yeah, at the end of the day we're, we're we're all servants that's if anybody owns a business everybody's a servant that's it's if you want to actually serve people by performing something by you know like an actual service or creating something to where you're allowing people to enjoy you accommodate to what they would like or accommodate to you know providing jobs or whatever you're always going to be serving your employees which is in my opinion, I, I find pride in that just because you're you're making a, a, a stamp in their life and that's that's a big thing. But going back to what Charles said about the one, the one biggest thing like with the coronavirus has been not being able to, to see our regulars and that's kind of 
but the but also the best part about it is they grow to be a part of not just your community, your community, but your your family in some sort because you see them and it's like you 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 know you haven't seen them in months, but you're like, hey, how's it going? And you just pick up right where you left yeah. off, and to me, like that doesn't that that's that's it right there. That's when you know like what you're doing. You're you met the right people that you know because it's hard to find true friends. You know, my grand my uh, great uncle Paul. Uh, he used to say, if you can find at least three people, like three strong, like best friends, that's that's a successful life. Um, I I hold true to that. You know, it's, you can have a million friends or whatever, but I feel very fortunate and blessed because I can go past three that I that I know of yeah. just out of this community alone. So we we've, we've grown to really you know set roots here, and we want to develop this area and allow more people to come experience what we've experienced and that's that's the whole point of doing what we're doing so mm-hmm. yeah i love it I cool it. yeah <laughs> no that, that that's great that's a great answer um let's pivot from the the venue itself let's let's talk about the menu um which is looks amazing as well um but i, I read that you guys brought on uh, zachary price from rex's seafood uh, mm-hmm. to help you design the the food menu uh, how did that partnership come about Oh, Zach. <laughs> Run back to the community. Like, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it um, all cycles back. You know, he's Rex's Seafood is 40 yards from the second tap mm-hmm. and became friends with him over time. And we're just back when this wasn't even a full concept, it was just a maybe an idea. Yeah. Just kind of threw some ideas out there food wise and yeah. he threw them back. And Zach's a talented chef. A really, really mm-hmm. talented chef. Oh, let's see. Uh, yeah, seafood's uh, great. Yeah, so he does phenomenal seafood but his background is in like wild game mm-hmm. and so the guy can pretty much make anything and it's everybody loves our food they really do and i think that we zach takes pride in everything that he does and that and i that carried on to like what we envision and growing this to be something more um, but yeah our food our menu is a little bit unique than yeah. most other places which is which is it great is. You know, it's was, it's I'm, but it's also it's like perfect bar food menu too Absolutely. you know it's it's like the perfect blend of interesting and unique but then also what you'd want for late night bites which right. is great so is that coming all from his influence or how much did you guys have kind of a say no, in the menu it was actually well? like i would say it was a group group okay. thing because we all just really just sat down and we're like when you're drinking what do you want to eat <laughs> and i was like well i love corn dogs so that, that's what I'm all about. Yeah. Corn dogs and, and like anything with buffalo sauce and ranch. I go crazy about it. That's just me. I'm very a simple guy. Nothing too crazy. They make fun of me because they're like, what? You've never tried this? And I'm like, look, I'm simple. I'm keeping it simple. <laughs> it's things like he hasn't tried. Well, he has now, but at one point he had to try to rap. Okay. Like, it wasn't like weird. complicated things. Yeah. It's very things that are all over the place. Just to make it clear, I'm operations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I won't judge too hard. I've, I've eaten a plain peanut butter sandwich with, you know, never put jelly on it every day for the last, like, ten years of my life for lunch. So, you know, I get it. It's a simple life. I, I understand. I almost feel lost if I'm not eating that. So, uh, I understand. I get it. Um, it's, it is a little weird, though. Um, but, uh, I, you know, obviously I haven't eaten here yet. Um, but I, I have seen the menu online. Um, looks really, really good. Uh, let's let's start with the weekend brunch. Um, what are some of your favorite items on that part of the menu? And then what are the hours for people listening that want to come out and, and enjoy the weekend brunch? So hours uh, 10 to 3, Saturday and Sunday. Um, we are working for, in the future, maybe a little bit further along. And uh, uh, maybe there's a vaccine or something going yeah. on. Uh, having 
full breakfast throughout the week as well. Um, my favorite on that, oh, favorite's hard. I want to say the breakfast poutine for me. Okay. That's probably where I'm going to go. Okay. That's what I think I get the most. So, I mean, sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's definitely the chicken waffles. Okay. Simple. Simple, man, but that chicken is... I'm telling you, Zach, he's a wizard. <laughs> he really is in that, that chicken. People just order the chicken by itself. Really? It's so funny. They're like, can we get like six strips and just the chicken? Or like, there wasn't a button. Now there is because... What, what makes I mean what makes it special? Can you it's describe with, it at all? Or? It's made with love. Yeah, is that, is that it? <laughs> is that all you need for a restaurant? Is just some love? <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you guys also you have a good selection of pastries. Uh, you have the the kolaches, croissants, uh, a couple different things on there. Um, are those made in house or are you ordering? Oh, we can do this through a La Casita Bake Shop. Okay. Um, cool. Another, awesome people too. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. Is that another community connection? Pretty much. We, uh, um, Brian uh, used to uh, own Dallas Beer Kitchen on Greenville. Yeah. Uh, now owns Mud Hook and Black and Bitter down in uh, Duncanville. And uh, when I saw him one time and he was talking about him, I saw this page, I was like, these are great. It's like, re- reach out to them. Lock us in a big shop. They're open Richardson now. And so we did. And, you know, it's just kind of a good connection quickly. And mm-hmm. it's it's easy when you, you know people, you remember when you can trust them. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I tried one of the pastries and then. They said so they could bring try, they could bring samples, and we're like, no, we'll just go get our first order in, and if it's not good, then we won't do it again. But yeah. we weren't worried about that. <laughs> uh, they've been great, um, and they're, I mean, like you said, they, they're a good variety of them, and the flavor's all there. So yeah, so yeah, so how does that kind of relationship work with, um, you know, are you basically ordering a certain amount, and then when they're sold out, they're sold out? Um, yeah, our goal is to have enough to get enough for everyone if they want them. Yeah. Um, We'd rather have a couple extra on those, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know take the ones away that are, are past their date, um, rather than if you want something not be able to get it. Yeah. But it does happen sometimes, you know. I mean, this last weekend everyone went for the chocolate croissant. Okay. Uh, whereas the weekend before everyone went for the almond croissant. Yeah. It just depends on, just on no the idea, weekend. Right? Yeah. And, and uh, we try to guess, uh, but sometimes that's what it is to guess. Yeah. So let's. David, we'll start with you on this one as, as the simple man we've learned with food items. Simple with food <laughs> items. Um, but your everyday menu, it to me it looks like, so just a little background on me, I would love to go to a restaurant where there's just one option so that way I don't have mm-hmm. to think, I don't have to regret. The farmer's market is my nightmare because I go and <laughs> I try to order something and then I just regret all the other things that I didn't order. So, um, you know, just looking at your menu, I, I think I'd have a hard time. There's the appetizers, there's the... Um, you know, kind of the side dishes, the sandwiches, the pizzas. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were coming here with, with four friends, what would be the best things to order? So that way we can all kind of try. For me, I would pick thing I eat every day is the jalapeno bar. Okay. <laughs> the bacon wrapped jalapenos. By far my favorite thing. Like, they're, they're amazing. Especially, like I said, ranch guy, so I dip them in the ranch. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Those, and then the uh, buffalo sliders. Okay. Buffalo sliders are just telling you, like, they're just probably, like, definitely our number one seller. Okay. Uh, people love them just because it's simple. Going back to, like, just the simple basic things. Um, no, no, Zach has, like, a little secret recipe that he does with this because we make the buffalo sauce in-house and, like, gotcha. he has his own, like, tweak that he puts in there. Um, that's his secret. But, uh, yeah, it's, I definitely recommend those. Those, those two things, I eat almost every day. Okay. And what about you? 
So I know we get some flack for this, but we have a Hawaiian pizza. We okay. have fresh jalapenos on there. I'm not a fan of pineapple on pizza. I don't have an issue with it. I'm just not usually a fan. No, no. Uh, I, that's why I'm going to get flagged for it, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, uh, we use actual like fresh cut pineapple on there. Uh, and with that, we have a little bit of a spicy uh, sauce that goes on there and then with fresh jalapenos on it, which is something that I add. Uh, it's, I keep trying to get another flatbread, and every time I go to hit that flatbread button, I get the same. <laughs> uh, I know the other ones are good, too. I just... That one's so good. <laughs> um, and really, you've got to get the corn dog pops. If you're with friends, they're fun, they're easy to eat, mm -hmm. um, and you're going to want to get another order. Yeah. Oh. yeah especially that we missed the state fair. Yes, I know. That's what... So uh, piece, of, piece of the state fair every time. We, we did a, um, a corn dog making competition at oh, nice. uh, the, the school I work for, a culinary school for work, and uh, I realized that was the first time I'd ever had a corn dog. Uh, was was during that competition and they were talking about how you know it was great we were doing it because we missed the the state fair but i think i would order the the corn dog bites after having a corn dog I, you know i kind of get it i kind of get it it's a little weird but i kind of get it um <laughs> uh what about your bacon of the month tell, tell me about that I, I was intrigued by this i to me bacon is just bacon so what's you know what's separating it every month there's so, so many different there's a lot <laughs> and and we know we're gonna get some people mad at us when we do change it to the next month. Yeah. Uh, it's currently a candied bacon. Okay. Uh, we tried out a couple other ones. My next favorite was the fried bacon. Mm -hmm. um, but there, there's a chance that that might become bacon of the quarter. Okay. Or the candied one is permanent and we have a variant because people come back three, four times a week to get it. <laughs> I, mean, and, I mean, people love their candied bacon, especially with yeah. the donut craze and everything, you know, so. Yeah, it, it totally makes sense. So what are some of the other kinds then? Uh, we're looking at a fried bacon. Um, this, Zach has a little bit more of that experience on exactly what comes on the pipeline. We've sampled I think like seven or different ones. Um, some di just different, you know, some were candy but with some heat with it. Um, I think there was one that was a almost some kind of spring themed one and I really wish I could remember exactly what it was. <laughs> um, I do wish I had exact answers there. Uh, I just know I could get the actual BLT with how it's been for this last month, the uh, candy bacon. Okay. And so, but the fried, I think, is the next one in line. Uh, so, okay, so I'm intrigued by the candied bacon, BLT, with the spicy mustard. What's the, what's the, how does that complement each other? Because to me, it, it doesn't work in my brain. So, I'm, I'm curious. Oh, the bacon lollipops? Uh, the, uh, having that spicy mustard on there with the candy uh, bacon. Yeah, kind yeah, of that yeah, yeah. sweet and savory mix. So, it, it gives kind of a, I mean, there's a certain level of that, sweet and spicy kind of flavor that works well. Yeah. You get it with a, a lot of Asian dishes will have that, that play on it. Uh, candied jalapenos uh, will have that as well. We okay. leave that as a, an optional topping on the, our chicken and waffles. Um, it just helps keep it from being one-dimensional, but that's even kind of the wrong word there. Because yeah. um, the candied bacon by itself is delicious. Yeah. But that sweetness builds every bite. Mm -hmm. So having that spicy muscle on there kind of helps bring you back Make that it. next bite kind of refreshed and ready to go. Uh, adds a little bit of complexity to it that that makes you want to order that third one that week. Yeah, right. no, I, I mean, it makes sense. If I lived around here, I think I would be ordering it almost every day. I'd probably be <laughs> 300 pounds. So you guys didn't focus just on food. You also focused on the drinks. Um, whatever, I, I, I had the cold brew mocha. I forget mm -hmm. what it's exactly called, but delicious. Um, but uh, you, you've clearly put a lot of time and a lot of thought into this. 
Uh, why did the drink menu become such a focal point for you? And maybe we'll start with David on this one. Um, this is, it's our background. Um, is on the bar side is more of our background. It's where we came from. It's what we know. Yeah. Um, a lot of our research that we've done has been from that. Uh, so everything that we created on on the uh, on the drink menu, it's it's tailored to what people have asked around here. So just literally, it was a lot of research, a lot of research, a lot of asking people what they'd like to see, and also just tying in some things with the market. Uh, but as far as like hurdy gurdy, we have hurdy gurdy coffee as well, which is our okay. signature coffee that we have. Um, and so we wanted to express those coffee cocktails um, and start introducing those to the market and kind of letting people know that, hey, you love coffee, well, you also love boozing, that you can add them to it. It's yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> so that's kind of like where the inspiration, but every, everything that we tailored, our signature cocktails have been a lot of research that we put in. We had a lot of downtime from March. <laughs> um, so on just for like with COVID and whatnot. So at the same time, like, you know, Charles and I were just at, you know, running the second tap and just talking to everybody, everybody that was still coming by, grabbing a six pack to go or talking, listening to what they had, um, you know, whether it was talking about the drink menu or talking about it, talking about Tiger King, whichever, like it was, there was all kinds <laughs> of conversations. That's so long ago. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it feels like it was five years ago, Tiger King. It yeah. doesn't even feel like it was this year. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what a nightmare. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, so actually, off of that, were you planning on opening earlier? Were you pushed by COVID, or have you just kind of used this time to... No, we were, uh, we were planning on opening around October. Oh, you were? Okay, yeah, good. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you had mentioned talking in March. I didn't know if maybe you got pushed or anything like that, but... We were actually in the process of continuing to look for spaces. Got and it. And this one popped up, and we were like, well, it's literally right across the street, so... It's <laughs> <laughs> very convenient. Yeah. <laughs> so we stared at it every day, and we're like... That's gonna be ours, and it became ours. You know, okay, cool. You've spoken into existence. You have the courage enough to speak it. It'll come true. Yeah. So that's where now we're sitting here in, in this fine space, and we took a lot of time in developing the vision that we have. I think a lot of people really like the feel, like when they walk in, knowing mm-hmm. that it's like a really homey vibe. That people almost, you know, they just relax and feel like they can take the shoes off and just be at home. And yeah. that's, that's kind of like where the inspiration came from. So. You know, we have couches in here, we have, you know, TVs everywhere, and, we, you know, the color scheme, everything was played in to where it would make you feel like I can just relax, be myself, and just have a drink. Yeah, so. yeah, and and you note on your website, um, I know this is not a permanent thing, but uh, with, with the cocktails, it's a free shot on the side until you kind of get your, your uh, liquor license sorted out or oh, yeah. um, however that whole process goes. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think that's cool because it's it's almost like you're conditioning people to like these with or without the, the liquor that's in right. it. You know, I got the cold brew without it in it and it's delicious. I'm sure it would be equally delicious with a shot of bourbon in there or oh, rye yeah. or whatever. Um, how did you uh, kind of plan out the menu? It seems like there's some drinks that are great for wintertime, some that are great for summertime. Was that super intentional? Um, yes and no. Um, with that initial cocktail menu, uh, we were looking at having that permit on open. Yeah. Uh, but with some delays in permitting, you know, it happens. And so now we'll have a, a new one coming out that still has a focus on kind of what a lot of calls Texas-style cocktails. Okay. Um, as opposed to just focusing on very small cocktails which have great taste, great balance well executed, but especially, you know, they've got like the spritzes in the summer outside, they're larger volume drinks. Mm-hmm. So you, 
get to stay refreshed while drinking it. Yeah. And not just drink your drink quick and go, oh, well, I guess I'll drink a bunch of water to cool down. <laughs> um, try to kind of find that balance there. And then, you know, with that uh, cooler weather drinks as well, having things that, you know, yeah, you'll drink slower so they can be smaller. Or if you want something that's still full on flavor a little more, you know, but still more volume, we try to have those in there. Um, so more of a focus on the times you will be drinking it um, as a person, not necessarily seasonality. Uh, and then having that kind of seasonal flavor thrown in there. Yeah. Um, we've got a seasonal smash will be on the menu, which will change that out depending on season. Uh, you know, so in the winter we might go more brandy instead of whiskey, uh, or we'll do you know winter uh, fruits instead of uh, kind of more summer fresh fruits or mm-hmm. brighter fruits. Um, just changing up with some seasonality, but more so for how you want to feel while drinking. Yeah. But, um, do you want to be having something that's heavy, some that's light, kind of make sure that there's a balance on that. So there's something for everyone is the goal. Okay. Yeah, I, that's exactly how I felt looking at it, was that I feel like I could think of my whole friend group, if we all came here, there is something for everyone, which is, is really neat. Um, and, and you don't that's pigeon cool. yourself. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> clearly you, you hit your goal and you don't you know pigeonhole yourself into, uh, this is what you have to drink if you're coming already gritty, which is, right. is kind of neat. Um, what are some of your favorite drinks on the menu? Well, and, and you can't say it's impossible to choose. You have to, <laughs> you have to give me at least one. <laughs> Trying to think of which one. So like, for me, like honestly, it depends on the day too. I do like the the bourbon mint tea. That that's that's mine. Really, Is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one's awesome. I really like that one a lot. Um, then the maple one hundred and one on our coffee side. It's it's a simple. Is that the cold food. brew with the maple syrup? Is that, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's going to be a house cold brew um, uh, maple syrup that's uh, cut a little bit just to not be so thick. Uh, and then just wild turkey 101. Okay. Uh, kind of the inspiration there is if you're home from work, you get that pot of coffee on there from the morning. Uh, you need some caffeine, you pour it in a glass, but it doesn't taste that so great. So you go ahead and add some sweetener in there with the maple, and then you know what? It's the evening. Yeah. Let's have a drink. <laughs> uh, I'm serving a coffee cup. I love, like, just hearing, it, that is cool, and, and hearing the way you describe these things, it's clearly, there's so much intention behind mm-hmm. everything that you did, and um, you are building that community um, in here, which is, is really cool. It's just one of those things, it's like, how would we act at home? Yeah. And that's how we, that's what we do, everywhere secretly, do I put a little Jameson in my coffee? Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so can I can I take my shoes off in here? <laughs> do what you want, lounge, man. Lounge want back. Uh, <laughs> uh, so just to kind of wrap up with that community sense, and we did hit on this before, um, but let's say there is a vaccine. Let's say we're looking at, at this time next year, um, and you're at 100% capacity. What What's your vision um, for Hurdy Gurdy? Bring this community to, together even more. Make this a dominant factor in the Dallas area that's what we want with the farmers market district like i said people not just in the apartments but people in the townhomes these are our family so we're looking out for them we want to get we want to want this to be a place where everybody feels safe and comfortable but at the same time where they can have a good time whether we're having an event that they all get to come together and it's where one of those things it's like you'd easily just go knock on the neighbors next door like hey i ran out of sugar can i get some that type of mentality where it's it's just a safe area It's it's an area where yeah, everybody knows everybody, but everybody respects everybody and just has a good time. When you come in here, you should never have a bad day. That, that's our goal. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to people to come in, relax, and, you know, if Bill's sitting at the bar, 
Marty walks in, like, "Hey, Bill," and like, "Hey, come sit at the bar. Let's have a, let's have a beer. Let's have do whatever and play some darts. Just have a good time. Everything that we put in place, whether the dartboard, the shuffleboard, you know, cornhole, giant Jenga, is tailored for people just to really just come together, enjoy each other's company. Because at the end of the day, like that's if COVID hasn't really, you know, COVID's taught us a lot, and then you know, unfortunately, time is short, so we got to, you know." hold on to the little moments that allows us to get to get through but also cherish the moments that we have with one another to where we can always remember those um and really just continue just to keep pushing on like that's that's really what it comes down to i think yeah. I, I really i really love the inspiration that we have here because it's nothing made up it's something true like to what we believe in and something that we hope that we can inspire to others and and it's nothing like I said we can't make it up we can't create this thing it's really just how we feel and how we portray our life to be and how we want to treat our friends and treat our family and anybody that wants to tag along hey guess what you just became our friends you became <laughs> part of our yeah. family and that's that's what that's what we're trying to do here. that's yeah, that's what we'd like to see anyone who comes in to have that we can all be friends here experience mm-hmm. right you don't have to have known us for a week two months a year you come in and you notice for two minutes. Yeah. And, and you know, you're, you're in with everyone else. Uh, and then kind of what David touched on with darts, with cornhole, with the couch settings, with, with all that, you know, and, and the menu and, and the drinks. It's, we want the focus to be on the experience you're having with other people. Yeah, the food's great. The drinks are great. The area's cool. But none of it's the focus. Mm-hmm. It's all about making sure that when you're here, hang out with somebody else you're with that person. You're getting to hang out with your friends. You're getting to experience and engage with people. And we just compliment it, right? Yeah. Is, is that that focus for us? Absolutely. And I can speak, you know, on a personal level, just from walking in here the second we sat down, it, it felt like that sense of, of community and that mm-hmm. sense of, you know, we're, we're all cool here, no, <laughs> like yeah, right away, which is, which sure. is awesome. Yeah, it's a... I'll give you a perfect example. The guy who did all the woodwork and all the craftsmanship in here actually lives in uh, Harvest, mm. Harvest Lost. But it's funny, it's like, it's guys now, like, I'm like my best friend. Like, one of my <laughs> best, Charles, you're my best friend too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I saw his face when you said that. <laughs> but uh, he's definitely one of my best friends, and like, I, 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 that's because of the community aspect. He came down, you know, that's when COVID really hit. He was supporting us, and then he gave us a business card. He's like, I do custom woodworking, I'm a, I'm a master carpenter this and that and I was like cool and then me and Charles were like okay well we're going to open this up and we are looking around because it used to be completely different in here Yeah. Um, and then we're like okay well we have a lot of work to do and Ronnie is like hey I can do it for you guys and then our relationship grew from there and then now he's here every day he's you know invested in this and he's one of, one of my best friends and we invested in his business as well so that's just what it's about building up our community building up the people that are part of us and if we have the means to allow them to get to that next step that they would like to that's what that's why we do what we do is to be there for in the time they need when they need something whether it's guidance to making a decision help making a decision or whether it's some type of question that they're having and to make a pivotal moment pivotal move in their in their life that's where that's where that's why we do what we do there's so many people that come in and out of this door um we can leave our imprint on just you know one person to go off and just change the course of their family history you know change the course of their 
you know, whether, you know, maybe the world, who knows? Yeah. If we can make a small little imprint on something, that's that's success in my book. You know, you can't can't ask for anything more than that. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's per- I can't even add to that. that was, <laughs> you, you said that perfectly. Uh, I think that's the perfect spot to, to kind of end this on. Before we do that, um, first of all, I'll vouch for uh, the, the inside looks amazing. Oh, um, I, I was at uh, the place I was here previously, and like you said, it looked a lot different. It looks looks uh, I love how it looks now. Can vouch for the drink. Um, I'm gonna order lunch, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell people later if I can vouch for the food. Um, but uh, will you just let everyone know we have a lot of Fort Worth listeners, um, and so um, and yeah, your people um, who I, I would encourage to come on out here. But can you let them know where they can find you on on social media and then also uh, your website as well? It's gonna be Hurdy Gurdy. DFM.com. It's H U R D Y G U R D Y. DFM for Dallas Farmers Market. Uh, com. And then Facebook, Hurdy uh, Gurdy DFM. Instagram, Hurdy Gurdy DFM. Uh, and occasionally Twitter. Okay, yeah. Hurdy Gurdy DFM. <laughs> that, that's basically the response I get from everyone. Is we're not really on Twitter, so yeah, no, no worries. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys both so much for coming on. Thanks it was good, yeah, it was great talking with you. And yeah. um, like I said, I encourage everyone to come out and, and check out the place. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. That episode was brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. The Culinary School of Fort Worth offers a nine-month program that has savory, baking, and pastry kitchen management classes, as well as a two-month externship that will be at the end of your nine-month program. If you are interested in learning more about the school or coming out for a tour, uh, you can call 817-737-8427. That's 817-737-8427. Or you can head to their website, csftw.edu. That's csftw.edu.